Welcome to the Sullivan Strumpf podcast. I'm Ursula Sullivan. Feels like we haven't done one of these for ages, Joe. Tell us what's in the new edition. A wonderful conversation between one of our favourite people, ceramic artist Kirsten Quelo, and she is speaking with Joanna Quito, curator at the Samstag Museum. I love listening to Kirsten speak about her practice. She's been making work for three decades and she really is the most beautiful, humble and accomplished ceramicist. So I hope you guys enjoy it too. So before we begin our conversation, I'd just like to take a moment to acknowledge that we're both on Ghana land and from our respective homes, we are paying our respects to Ghana elders past and present with the understanding that this always was and always will be Aboriginal land. So Kirsten, you make these wonderfully serene and graceful vessels, often in soft white porcelain. What is it about porcelain that draws you in? Oh, thank you, Joanna. Porcelain for me has a lot of different connotations and reasons why I use it. There's the rich history of porcelain, you know, from China through to Japan and then into Europe, the way it was revered. And so it has this sort of potential for kind of double meaning in a way because of that history and uh, the idea of commodity. But then also there's just the kind of physical act of using it. And I guess in a way, you know, like I've always really loved the work of the painter Robert Ryman and the way that white has all these different layers, all these different tones, all these different shades. And so for me, porcelain almost is like that canvas and then you can add other layers, other tones and other glazes on top of it to create a sort of abstracted surface. We think of porcelain as white, but as I've got to know through your work particularly, white is this incredibly large spectrum and you're so in tune with all of that. Yeah, there's just, I mean, I'm always wanting to test new glazes and, you know, you can look up a white glaze, but the the glazes are always different. The the tone is so different. And in fact, Wendy Walker, you know, writing recently Mm. about the painter Wilhelm Hammershoy, was talking about how one of his paintings, they'd cleaned it and they found 42 different shades of white. And porcelain, I mean, even without the glaze, porcelain itself, I mean, I use five different porcelain bodies and each one of them, you know, would probably say at the manufacturer, this is a white porcelain body, but, but they're completely different in terms of how they feel, how they fire and, and the white colour that actually ranges from sort of a very pale, cool blue through to an almost speckly white. So this new body of work goes by the title Ithaca and audiences will be able to see this in October of this year. Of course, timelines have changed a little bit due to the pandemic. But yeah, tell us a bit about this reference and why it is of certain significance to you. A few years ago, I was driving with my husband, Derek, across Australia up to Alice Springs In the car, we listened to the Odyssey as an audio book. Listening to that story and then travelling through the landscape, it really made me think about how any kind of journey changes you. You know, it can be a very short journey or it could be a momentous, really long journey, but somehow you go through a process of transformation in that journey. 
And also, you know, as you and I have talked about that idea of home and traveling back to home when you've been on some kind of transformation, how home becomes something different to what you imagine. And then it made me think a bit about my own experience. I left America when I was six years old and I only went back once when I was a teenager and then I went back just last year and it felt like this full cycle. So I felt like the story of the Odyssey had this really powerful metaphoric potential. And Ithaca being the island home of the protagonist, he he spends a lifetime trying to get home, only to discover that perhaps it is not as he remembered it, not because it has changed, but he has. Yeah, but also things have changed when he gets back. I wanted to find a way of sort of creating a narrative that had that sort of sense of metaphor through the use of porcelain objects. Um, At the beginning of 2019, I was really lucky. I received a fellowship from Art South Australia to research archaeology and architecture in Greece and in Italy. I mean, it was really interesting because I I went to only really look at ceramic objects. That was, you know, going to be my original focus. And of course, I did do that. I looked at a lot of ceramic objects. But But what I became really fascinated with was the architecture, the ruin, and then also the kind of ruined ceramic vessels, the ones that in the museums that were sort of broken or not fully formed. They had somehow taken on a different kind of connotation and meaning and and a different form. So I've kind of used that as a starting point in a way to to make the objects for this exhibition. There's a few that are kind of my interpretation of a fully formed object, but then there's also quite a few that are kind of like interpretations of half-formed objects where, you know, in the museum, the top might have been broken off or the handle's been broken off or the spout or, you know, and all all that remains is part of a form. But that's my experience of that object. And that's the interesting thing about museums, isn't it? And objects in museums over hundreds of years is that everyone experiencing it is experiencing it at a different time and with a different kind of cultural resonance or historical resonance. So I think I was trying to kind of bring all of that into these objects. And so all the objects are completely white. None of them have any other sort of colouring you know, that may have been associated with my work before because I really wanted it to be purely about the form and about the installation and about how the forms interact as a whole. I was reading the other day about the ruin and someone said that it's where nature and humankind come together to make a collaborative work. Absolutely. It is because history in a sense is endless and ceramics has, you know, this amazing potential to be there forever, you know for good or bad, (laughs) you know, it's going to be there forever. And the way that we see objects over time really changes. And, And something that I've always been fascinated with in my practice is the way that you can take one thing out of one cultural context and put it in a different one. And then the interpretation of that is different. And I feel like that's the same with the idea of the ruin. And of course, we are all thinking particularly right now about the significance of these objects in particular kind of monuments and what we memorialize and what we are wanting to hold on to when you make something like this it becomes an almost 
physical representation of a sort of ephemeral idea or, or moment, doesn't it? You know, in this weird sort of confluence, what's happening around us at the moment and then making this kind of work that is a kind of, has a sense of the monument or to it. But I feel like because I've tried to sort of strip back so much detail, I feel like then it allows a lot more interpretation. And also within that, there's, I mean, in the way that architecture has that beautiful interplay with light and space around it, you know, hopefully, you know, this work will have that ability to have an interplay with light and space as well. You know, that's something that I always really love. And it's been lovely working with you on this project and thinking about all those elements as well. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited to see the work brought into Samstag later this year. And it's been a pleasure to watch it develop in your wonderful studio. Thank you so much, Kirsten. It's been really wonderful to chat to you today. Oh, Joanna, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's been lovely talking to you. I, I really enjoyed that conversation, didn't you, Urs? It was great. She's such a beautiful person. You've been listening to Kirsten Quelo and Joanna Quito discussing her forthcoming exhibition at the Tamstag Museum, shown alongside a beautiful new publication on Kirsten's work with an essay by Wendy Walker. Just a beautiful, beautiful publication with exquisite illustrations of 30 years of object making by Kirsten. And that book launches very soon and is available through Sullivan and Strump and Wakefield Press. And if you'd like to listen to more podcasts, you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Buzzsprout and everywhere where you get your favourite podcasts. Thanks and bye for now.